Hello, everyone, and welcome to this installment of the podcast. Uh, on this podcast, I've got Dr. Greta Prozeski, um, also known as the um, Holistic GP. Um, she is a very passionate doctor, but she looks at general practicing in another different way. It's a very holistic approach, and it's very strongly nutritionally based. Looks at us as individuals as a whole and our lifestyle and um, all different elements she really takes in when assessing someone and when they want to take control of their health. Um, it's a very important topic, especially now with COVID and things like that. And in general, I think we all want to get healthier and better physically, mentally, um, overall. Um, Dr. Gretel is extremely nice, passionate about this whole topic and health and very informative. Um, I hope everyone can get something out of this podcast. Um, she's a wonderful, uh, wonderful lady and I really appreciate her having her on. Um, and on another note, um, it is Men's Health Week this week. So bros, hug and love a bro. Tell each other you love each other and have a good time and look after each other, okay? Um, and again, this episode and all the podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful Lido Lada, the best cafe in town. Get a wonderful focaccia, coffee, um, the old feta and avocado and poached eggs on toast when we get back seated. I'm really missing that. Um, everyone, enjoy this episode. Love each other. This one is a belter. You! Listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of A Chat with Pat. And I'm um, honored and so excited to have Dr. Greta Prozeski, um, the holistic GP. She's a lifestyle medicine. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Greta. Um, no, it's perfect. Um, practitioner. And I'm so happy to have you. We need to pick your brains, especially in the crisis that we're in at the moment. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. I'm glad we've um, been able to finally connect. Yes. Yeah. And especially face to face. So, everyone, yes. if you're listening, we are practicing social distancing. <laughs> Very much so. There's a big table between us. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dr. Greta, I touched on lifestyle medicine for mm-hmm. a bit there, but just for an overview and a background, you've also worked obviously in conventional, um, quote unquote, medicine before. Yep. When did your background and journey begin in medicine, um, so to say? Okay, so my, I mean, I'm from South Africa yep. originally, and that's where I studied medicine, grew up there and studied medicine in um, the free state. And that was a very conventional, but a, a great, great training, great background, lots of practical experience. Mm. I then started traveling. I went to the UK for a year and um, that followed um, for three years. I went to the Middle East, mm. which was fascinating. And then I ended up as an overseas trained doctor in Australia. Mm. And that's sort of just a journey that, you know, one thing unfolds to another. Yeah. And um, ended up in the Western District yeah. as a rural practitioner and um, a GP and loved it more than I ever thought I would love being a GP and um, but I always had a little bit of um, a broader view I think my mum she took us to homeopaths when we were younger Mm. um, as well as I mean uh, we had a great relationship with our local GP he was great Mm. and I did some of my um, you know training with him as well but I just I think there was just a, a natural broader um, view that I had about health in my own in my own life I remember in high school making this connection between how I was feeling you know when I was upset 
once there was just an event that really upset me and i soon after that i got really a really bad cold like really sick and i thought and there's just something that went off in my head and i thought maybe there's a connection between this emotional and physical thing and i mean that just i suppose it just lingered there and um so obviously i did medicine and um but i always just thought there must be something more than just seeing people and giving them a pill and them going away and swallowing a pill mm. and and particularly when you've been with with people for a long time and I was in the practice I was at um, in Casterton and Coleraine for yeah. 17 years and you get to know people and and you realize that it's not the pill that actually really does mm-hmm. a great deal there must be something else there must be things that they do day to day that has an impact and I gradually I mean obviously you sort of end up searching and I discovered the Australian Integrative Association um, or Medical Association, which is called AMA. Mm. And that's not something I ever came across um, in South Africa or in England or elsewhere. So, And then through them, I met a lot of like-minded physicians, yeah. people who actually thought the same as me. So I realized it wasn't, I wasn't alone in my thinking. And then I discovered a couple of other you know associations. There's the um, Australian Nutritional and Environmental mm-hmm. um, Medicine Association, and through them I discovered um, ASLM, which is the Australasian Society for Lifestyle Medicine, mm-hmm. and that was really my tribe. I discovered this is th- this is a group of practitioners, and not just doctors, but you know allied health um, professionals mm-hmm. as well. So we're talking physiotherapists, psychologists, dietitians, nutritionists, Great. social workers. Uh, the, the dentists, the you know, a vast array of of people, who just believe in that philosophy that what people do day to day has a huge impact on their health and well being. Mm, amen. And <laughs> having the science to prove it, mm-hmm. because of course we are scientists in the end. We we are, and we you know of course we ha- we can't just sort of imagine things we have to i mean we live in a in a world where people want evidence they want to you know and sometimes it's experiential Mm. and i think we've all had things where we know we just feel better for doing something you know but it's nice to have the proof and we are getting the proof more and more especially in this day and age where where we've got too much evidence you know too much stuff at our fingertips exactly the power of technology yeah yes. and where at the end of the day the evidence is the one that drives through that, that screams through you know? sure and of course there is a lot of things we read and yeah. and when we think read things that doesn't necessarily mean evidence yes because any person can really put anything like down confirmation bias stuff yes, like that comes yes. into play yeah that's right we can you know and and certainly <laughs> in my practice people come and i find people are quite confused a lot of the time yeah. uh they th- it, and it's confusing messages one moment something is the best thing and then it's the worst thing you know it was all low fat for a while and suddenly now they're hearing high fat and so and and it's what do we how do we make sense of this Mm. and as a doctor it may not surprise you but we have no nutrition training yes um when i was at university i've heard this and when i first mm. hear this i couldn't believe it and it's still the same yeah it's still the case that that basic medical degrees do not have much of a nutrition uh component to their training so how do doctors have any impact on people's lives when something that a person does three four five six times a day how can that not have an impact on their on their lives so you know so that's basically really how i ended up you know finding this tribe of people where 
and you know with the confirmation and so much so I did a board certification exam um, which was an international exam to to have the backing yes. of why I'm giving nutrition advice mm-hmm. you know why I'm giving advice about exercise god forbid you know yeah. you know that but it is because we we learn about the the studies we learn what mm. the evidence says and then um, through that I also have now done my fellowship so I've achieved my fellowship in lifestyle medicine. So again, part of that is also just to, when my colleagues say, well, what gives you the, you know, where do you get the, you know, yeah. the, the knowledge to, to tell people what to eat? Mm. So to say that I have got the that backing. backing yeah, so and important, especially in this day and age. Absolutely. And it kind of, I was wondering, it kind of triggers in my mind, especially in the demographic of probably our area and rural communities where we sometimes are a bit behind, quote unquote. Yeah. How was your way of practice taken on at first? Because I could, in my probably lack of knowledge in medicine, I could imagine it would have been tough and was on at first and was it receptive, I guess, in the general community from your way of thinking and doing things differently or was it great? Did everyone quite open their arms to it? Certainly not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's that, you know, people go and look for what the, you know they seek and they, they'll if they have a question or if they have a, a burning desire they'll go and find the person that can give that to them and of course news spreads and because I had been a familiar person in the you know in my practice so people had known me and it sort of probably I gradually became more confident myself mm. as my knowledge grew I could sort of bring that in to yeah. my daily practice. So people knew me as Dr. Greta and w- what I did and that I wasn't this weird person <laughs> that suggested strange things. And so when I started, and also because I had my own, I changed my own lifestyle. That's probably, and they saw mm. it happen in front of them. Yeah. So they had questions about that. Yeah, you know, living so, proof, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So practicing what we preach. Unfortunately, yes, doctors, um, the, statistics, <laughs> the statistics are not great for my profession, yeah. actually. We, uh, you know, it's do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. Um, but so a lot of resistance probably from um, more conventional practitioners and just because it is a little bit different. Yes. But, and of course, some patients are um, a bit skeptical yeah. and because it's probably something they've never heard before. Mm. But I think, you you know, when people get the opportunity to just, it, at least it gives them an opportunity to say, you know, have you thought about this yeah. s- something different rather than just taking the pill? Exactly. But um, I, we have to also meet people where they are. And I think we all know that at different stages in our lives, there's different readiness for change. You 100%. Know? Mm. And so that will also make it a difference. But having to say that, I've, I mean, I have now left the practice I was at for, you know, for 17 years I was there. And I opened my own practice because the passion, my passion and commitment was it was just too much for me to stay in a conventional setting. Yeah. And and if I and I just thought if I make a, a if I um, start a practice where there's a different approach from the start. Mm. So when people walk through the door they know they're going to get something slightly different. Yeah. I think the expectations is slightly different. So it's it may you know, I, well I believe and it certainly has proven that people are more open to it the people who are coming through the door we often say that when people are through that door and sitting in that waiting chair that most of the work's done yes yeah because they're there yeah and it's the same within my work of field uh my line of work yes so when people work in your clinic and they come through for an appointment with dr greta what would happen what would be your way of approaching things in your system what makes it different from a normal 
clinic yep. or practice? So, first of all, there's quite a, a um, probably a few more pages of a, a questionnaire to fill in <laughs> because I do have a bit of a lifestyle questionnaire that I ask about. So, the things that I think are important are the things we do day to day. So, I ask a little bit about nutrition, get a bit of a glimpse of what people consume. Um, habits, so smoking, drinking. Yes. A very important one, sleep. Um, how many hours they sleep? Are they good sleepers? Uh, also physical activity. Great. Um, <laughs> which I think is the drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and also a bit of an emotional um, well-being questionnaire. So it's, 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 it's a fairly brief, but it's helped me. It helps me to get a glimpse of, you know, uh, and it also makes a person who fills it in, think about, oh, well, why does she want to know this? So I think, and certainly I've had people say to me, oh, you know, that made me, just filling in your questionnaire, I realized maybe there's things that I'm not doing that well. Yeah, start thinking about the things, yeah, that they might not have thought about before. So so, the other thing is the the first visit is always a longer visit, so it can take about an hour. Hmm. I have a nurse, and so the nurse sees them first, does a basic vital signs assessment and um, then you know it, the first appointment often takes way too long from my point of view because I love <laughs> talking to people and but getting it is really getting them. to yeah, know yeah. them you know and obviously most people come through the door with a history yeah so and often people find me because they mm. haven't had you know they haven't had the answers that they've been looking for yeah. so you know they're giving me a try and sometimes that's you know, that's what they're looking for at that time and not mm. always, you know, not always and I have to be okay with that too. But yeah. that's probably at the, the start is different and then they often leave, they may leave with a medication or a, yeah. a prescription renewal of what they've been on. But additionally, there's often a nutrition prescription. Mm-hmm. There's often a movement prescription or a different lifestyle prescription Great. added in or solely yeah. doing that. Yeah. I, I do do, um, obviously, pathology. I do some, you know, often some investigations depending on what I, you know, is, you know what I, in my opinion, a person needs mm. if they haven't had things tested. Yep. So it's, so a lot of it is very similar yeah. to conventional practice, if we want to call it that. And, and I like to use the word integrative mm. because it, rather than it being an us and them yeah. you know it's not me against other gps it's a big issue nowadays in everything sure. in everything <laughs> yeah Absolutely. there's this tribalism that just gets somewhat Absolutely. toxic sometimes yeah. yeah yeah where it's like it's not it's not wrong or right it's it's just more about what works for you like yes. i think that's what we got to exactly. come back to yeah and 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 really my philosophy is if the person if the patient in front of me the person in front of me is not in the driving seat of their health mm then it's probably not going to they're probably not going to have the results that they want yes. even if they don't realize it you know yeah. so much we live in a society where we consume all the time and we blame yeah. anybody else for our for things that are not working it's you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it's never about taking responsibility yes. ourselves and as soon as we can get and this, and part of my role I see is an educator I mean, really, that's what a doctor is. It's a teacher. Yes. <clears throat> so if I can, if I can educate and empower a person to realise that they actually can make a huge uh, difference, and that's exactly with, uh, with mm. as being a social worker as well. The, it's more about that long term coaching. You don't want them to come back through that door once you like, no. discharge them. You want them to take on that's those right. skills for a lifetime. Yes. yes. For a long time. But yes. it's, you're exactly right about they've got to be the driver's seats for their health overall. And yes. It's funny the amount of times where. <laughs> Yeah, I've gone up oh, in my work and just said, well, does anyone ask what they want? 
And mm. then you want to ask the patient or the client what they want. Oh, yep. oh there's so many voices. Like, yes. yeah, they've got you exactly right. They've got to be in the driver's seat. It's yes. their health, not yeah, anyone yes. else's. And the other thing I think is one of the things that patients tell me is it's the first time somebody sat and just listened to them yeah. for longer than two seconds before they've made a diagnosis <laughs> and given them their opinion. Yeah. Because I often just, and it's amazing when you just sit and listen, you know very quickly often what the person needs, yeah. but that's not real. They just want to be heard. Yeah. They just want somebody to go, yes, I, I can hear that this is actually really difficult for you. Yeah. And, and sometimes people just, that, that's all you do, and they go, I feel so much better. Yes, 100%. So it's like, it's, and I've not done anything. Mm. And so, and I think a lot of practices, unfortunately, it's busy, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a revolving door, and it's a, a bit of a... I feel sorry for doctors yes, as well, like the system this, does not help. We can talk about the system, but <laughs> it is, the system has geared itself to, it is really time-based, yeah. and that's so unfortunate, yeah. because if we, if we, if we do it outcome-based, mm. you know, I think we will practice differently, you know, yeah. and, uh, but anyway, so I'm trying it slightly differently, and so far... You know, I'm. Sl- you know, I'm. I'm. I haven't regretted yeah. making the decision to change one minute. How was your practice looked during COVID nineteen? I mean, obviously, mm. we'd have to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Um. How has it ramped up? Has more people come through? Is well, mm. how does that look now? So I am busier than ever. Yeah. Interestingly enough, but we have obviously changed the mm. the physical the structure of the practice. So we've had to put into things in things into place. For example, people ring from the car park we make sure that you know the coast yeah. is clear <laughs> so we try and we i mean our waiting room is very rarely has, has anybody in it now so we've got a few different rooms and people sit in different rooms but the um the provision now of telehealth or phone mm. consultations has really helped for particularly for i don't tend to do new consultations on the phone yeah. but certainly um p- patients where we review th- um review things that's going on or where they need repeat prescriptions yeah. or reviewing of results etc follow-ups that's been great to do that and because of that it's it's been sort of you know juggling the physical um mm. uh, flow through the cl- through the door because also this is the time when people are having flu shots exactly. and uh, etc so that's that's been quite a busy side of it as well and i still do procedures like skin removals because you know things still happen yeah um pap smears and all of those things still are happening yeah. so so i've i've certainly found that it's quite busy but we are and and i've found that people are also very understanding and mm. you know in this time you know, for their own health as well as for our health. Exactly. And so we just, we've put things into place to make that, you know, slight changes and some of it may stay long-term, I think. Mm. You know, the, I can't see why we can't do some of our consultations via the phone. Oh, I can't, yeah, exactly right. You know, people yeah. who are elderly and it's, you know, they have to get a taxi to come and see mm-hmm. me, etc. people have families and, yes. you know, they've got to look after the kids at home sure. and have other commitments, yeah. you know. Exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, and where we are, you know, sometimes people have to travel, exactly. you know, 60 kilometers to come yeah. and see me, you know, from out of town. I can imagine, yeah. So, so you know, because we have quite a large rural area. Mm. So, for all of those reasons, I think it may, and I hope some of it does change. I mean, it's been great for some of my patients who, instead of traveling, you know, 350 kilometers exactly. to Melbourne to go and see the specialist just to say, yep, you look good, yeah. see you again in six months mm. and drive 350 kilometers back home. Yeah. They can now do that on the phone. Exactly. So, yeah, so I think it's this, this time is changing 
um, the way we do things. But I hope it's also given people time to just stop for a yes. moment, you know. Oh, yeah, I love the saying to say we actually are human beings, not human doings. Yes. And we have certainly been human doings, mm-hmm. you know. And I think of mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. We do, 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 do. Exactly. And we just... You know, and certainly some people have said to me, I've just had time to stop. In all honesty, I've kind of loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not like, the first to yeah, tell me like that. I've, <laughs> I've lashed out on a heap of gym gear and I've programmed my own stuff at home. I've taken control of my nutrition. It's yes. a, and people say, yeah, there's no better time to do that. Yes. I honestly, honestly believe it. Yes. Like there's less distractions. You've got no other excuses. Yes. You, you know, even the excuses that sometimes we as human beings can come up with yes. aren't there anymore. Yes. <laughs> so that's right. Go out and take control of your health. There's no better time, especially I mean, how, when your back's against yes, the wall. Like, that's right. Yeah. I, I think it's a very unique time in our yes. in our lifetime. I've certainly, I'm not sure if we will see it again. And, and, and of course, a lot. we're very lucky and yeah. fortunate in Australia Just and where we are here in me. the Western District. So I'm sure if we were talking in New York, it would be a very exactly. different situation. But we are here and so mm. we may as well make yeah. use of this very unique opportunity because I, you know, to take the foot off the petrol, yes. <laughs> you know, just to, it's to, to just be able to slow down a bit has been, um, generally speaking, I think, and to take a, just a general deep breath It's in. that consumer-driven life yeah. that's so yeah. indrawed to every, ge- in the, especially younger generations where mm. we're passing and just so glued to their phones and yes. little things like that yeah. that I get thinking about, well, maybe... We need yes. this reset. Yeah, yes. and I've had another friend of mine who's a, like a he's a victorious national cyclist. He said the same thing. He came on the show. He said, yes. oh, "I think this big reset's going to happen." Yes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens after that. I think more people are exercising or moving, yes. which uh, which I'm very excited about. Mm. I'm a, I'm quite passionate about physical activity. Yes, hundred percent. I think it is the best pill we have, and uh, the best medication and. And I have seen more people around, actually. Yeah. I've seen more people around walking around Hamilton Lake. And, Every day. And maybe some yeah. people are over-exercising. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, we can deal with that. Yes, but yes. but certainly getting more people moving because I think it's just there is. Mm. You know, you can only watch so much you know, yeah. to TV or... Yeah, or news. You know, like, yes, oh, that's right. People, yeah, I think you started on the news. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it certainly can be a bit overwhelming. And I think yeah. initially... You know, the first few weeks, it was oh. probably, I mean, it was very frightening and yes. such a big unknown. But isn't it amazing how in such a short time, you know, things were just put in place. Yeah. I just, I'm, ex- I'm just amazed yeah. how quickly things... Yeah, we're incredibly lucky, yeah, like yes. you said. Yeah. Yep. Now, in, in regards to COVID and immunity, it must mm-hmm. obviously would be a big topic with something that's touched on with you recently. Yes. What are some of the things and protocols that people can do with their nutrition exactly to improve their immunity yeah. and stuff? like? What are some of your strategies that you'd like to endorse? Yeah. And, and of course, it's not just for COVID. Yeah. And this everything. is the, the this nice is the thing, thing is yeah. the things I say all the time mm. is this is the perfect mm. time to, you know, if you've never been motivated to do it before, yeah. maybe something like a deadly virus might yeah. motivate Same you to do it. Same thing with hygiene. Like Absolutely. how many times do we forget to just wash our hands exactly when we walk out right. the door? Yeah. Yes. So it's so it's probably exactly the same. And and we know the thing is we know mm. th- that there's some basic things that we can do that will benefit our immune system, mm. because our immune system is really regulated by our gut health. Yes. And we know that now more and more. Mm. This is super super it's exciting. The niche thing now, yes. gut health. It's great. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if we if our immune system is regul is is you know determined by our gut health. Then of course, what does our gut do? It it mm. deals with what goes in. Yes. So 
And I often, and I've done it before, say the analogy of a car and fuel. You mm. know, the quality of the fuel you put in your tank is going to determine how you run. Yeah, yeah. Just think about that and then, then just, you yeah. know, look at your health and, yeah. and what you put in your mouth. Yeah, I use the um, every meal's opportunity to nourish. Yeah, Perfect. That's, that's mine, yeah. And because, again, I think so many people are angst-driven when they sit with a plate of food and they worry. Now, yeah. is there too many carbs? Yeah. Uh, is it too high fat? Yeah, all that sugar. Like a, a, a guilt trip. Guilt, for meals, absolutely. KFC, guilt and worry. KFC. Yes. You know, it's all right. The next meal's, the next five that's meals right. are going to be better. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I just look at my meal and go, now, how's this meal going to nourish mm. me? That's my question. Yeah. There's no guilt. There's no... And sometimes it is a brownie or sometimes it's <laughs> whatever, you know. And so I go, well, there's a bit of cacao in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's some walnuts. Here we go. <laughs> but no, so so it's just about... So the opportunity to eat whole food. Yeah. You know, we can, we can talk until tomorrow about carbs and proteins mm. and, and fats. But really at the heart of it is eating whole mm. and not processed. We are living in a society and in a world where our food is processed too much you know and our supermarkets are you know they we are you know they just provide what consumers want yeah. so we are and again it's that whole thing about we're so busy we're rushed so mm. we want something that's quick and easy you know it's not much quicker i can make a meal with you know eight vegetables on a plate yeah. in 15 minutes <laughs> exactly. you know so you know i just and, and it so i just always wonder about that time thing but but yeah so eating whole yeah. and eating a lot of plants yeah. and a lot of vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, grains, Is legumes. Is there any specific that might, you know, enhance your immune system more than others? Vegetables and fruits or something like so, that? So, of course, I mean, you know, there's a... Ver- I, I think it's about variety. Okay. It's really about the number of, you know, so we know, of course, that berries, for example, mm. are great. You know, they've got lots of antioxidants. But if you can't just live on berries alone, I think that's mm. the, the point. Is So eating a rainbow, I think, is, is a good analogy so a a small amount of lots of different things but all the different food types have got their own special you know aspects to them that provide Mm. um, nutrition the we know that our gut bacteria so the gut microbiome they their food source Mm. is fiber and fiber comes from plants alone so you know animal products don't have any fiber now some gut bacteria are clever enough to convert what they get from animal proteins, they can convert it. But what they really want is fiber. Mm. So we all talk about, as I said, protein, fat, and carbs, but really where's the fiber? And that's really what's lacking. So there's also links with, you know, the increase in bowel cancer and other cancers with the lack of fiber in our diets. Mm. So really interesting, and it's that link with the the diminished gut health, Mm. gut microbiome. So rather than speaking one specific vegetable like, yeah, or fruit like really, that gets thrown there is no superfood yeah. there, I mean of course but again it's a marketing thing yes I just went through the supermarket yesterday you know and we're talking about trends I mean being plant based or use yeah. the word vegan yeah. vegan so being vegan is very trendy at the moment yes. if you look at you know recipe books you know in a, in a bookshop three of the five you know res, you know food oh, vegans or is vegetarian a vegan or something yeah but you guess what? You can eat hot chips three <laughs> times a day and you're a vegan. Yeah. So does that equal healthy or does it equal a nutritional diet, mm. a nutritious diet? I don't think so. So rather than having these terms, and I mean, supermarkets are very clever. Yeah. You know, the previous trend was gluten-free. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, you could just, you know, gluten-free became trendy and the amount of products that were gluten-free packaged yeah. and processed 
gluten-free products were just immense. Yeah. Now, for people who have celiac disease, it's amazing that they can now get so much, many options of, of, yeah. of, of gluten-free. Mm. But some gluten-free products are crap. Yes. <laughs> it's not actually food. Yes. You know, it's a food-like thing. Yeah, you question that. But I, I, and I do believe you have to look at the packaging. And, and so yesterday when I was walking through the supermarket, I found this whole section of plant-based meats, <laughs> you know. Oh, that section is, yeah. Is, I, I'd not noticed that. Thought, yeah, yes. And so it's Different. not schnitzel and not bratwurst and yes. not, uh, I think there was nuggets, which is not chicken. Yeah. And, but of course, the first thing I do is turn it around and look at the ingredients. Yeah. And it's like 20 ingredients. Yeah. And I go, yep, no, that's and not then, whole food. Especially <laughs> in this consumer-driven life, you know, I can imagine someone who wants to eat, quote-unquote, vegan and healthy, yes. they can just grab that and they think that well, they're doing that, the right that's thing. Exactly. And, but because it's not vegan and healthy. They may eat vegan, but yeah. that doesn't mean yeah. they're eating healthy. healthy. Yeah. So just two steps down, there's, an, you know, there's carrots yeah. and beetroot and avocados and tomatoes. And, yeah. and it's... And I, there's this funny thing about how our brain works that we think it's if it's packaged nicely and it looks attractive and yeah. all we have to do is pop it in the oven. <laughs> it's but it's you know so yeah. I think we and it's not to say never eat that, mm. but just understand that that alone is is you know not really what we're yeah. after. Somebody has fiddled with wheat and other mm. structures and chucked it together, mm. and you know whilst I think a carrot is just a carrot, yes. you know. Or a beetroot, it's just a beetroot, or an apple, it's just an apple. Yeah. So, so and yes, we can, uh, uh, you know, then we can get into the organic versus, you know, and we can get, yeah. we can, it can be a minefield. Days, yeah. But in the end, I still think you can, if you eat whole and you eat a variety and you eat, you get a lot of opportunity in your mm. day to do that, you are, you're setting yourself up for your best immune yeah. system possible. And in the same breath, of course, we talked about immunity. I'd like to mention vitamin D. Yes. There's a good link between our vitamin D levels and our immune system. Amazing studies coming out, especially with the COVID stuff as well. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Yes. I mean, uh, I did read one where they were linking people with low vitamin D levels and, you know, higher rates of death. Mm. And so it, vitamin D is actually a really interesting yeah. thing. It's not actually a vitamin. It's a hormone, cholecalciferol. Yeah. And... We know the link with bone health, you know. Mm. So when, in not not in my time, I haven't seen somebody with rickets, but rickets is the you know the the lack of so bones being soft because of the lack of vitamin D, but the incidence of rickets are going up again, yeah. crazy mm. to imagine. But of course, it makes complete sense because vitamin D is something that gets activated in our bodies when our skin gets exposed to the sun. Yeah. So we live in the Western District and it's it was beautiful and sunny earlier, but there was a dark cloud <laughs> coming yeah. overhead. Everyone thinks that, oh, I'll spend, yes. you know, two hours outside today, but, yes. you know, yes. how much of it was a cloud? How much was cloud and how much, how many, you know, yeah. coverings did you have on? Exactly. So yeah. I have this argument a lot with farmers. Oh, yeah, I could imagine. And or I'm tradies or someone like that. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. I'm married to a farmer and I, he's outside all the time. Yeah. But he's covered. Yeah. There is not a skerrick apart from his eyes that are sticking out in winter because he's on a motorbike or he's, you know, he's outside. So, so it's really about sun hitting the naked skin. And we can certainly if we're conscious. And, of course, I'm not promoting that we sit outside yeah. and burn to a crisp because exactly. we know actually sunburn destroys vitamin D. Yeah. Very interesting. So it's that balance. And the reality is for where we are and with typically our lifestyles now, Yes. We need extra vitamin D. I'm not a supplements doctor. Mm. I don't think you can supplement your way out of a bad lifestyle. Yeah. But I often use vitamin D supplementation yeah. because I do vitamin D levels and, and you know, time after time. Consistently low. Consistently low. Yeah, consistently yeah. low. 
So yeah. that's what I find. So so I, if if somebody wants to take one supplement to boost their immune system now, I would take You'd vitamin, say D. vitamin D. Yeah. And pure vitamin D, not with other. You don't need mm. the calcium and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, just yeah. pure vitamin D. And we're saying off air that there's a specific study that, you know, America have. 75% of their population is vitamin D deficient yep. and it's kind of, you know, you think two and two that yes. why well, they're having so much difficulties with yes. COVID at the moment, which I found yep. really mind-blowing at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, there, there may be a link. It may not be a complete, you know, yeah. you would also... Like would, the obesity stuff yes, with COVID. Yes, obesity yeah. and also their, immu- their, their, their gut health. What yeah. is, you know, the basic Americans, I mean, I think the, the, the numbers are something like 45% of their food is ultra-processed. <sighs> 45% of their ultra. diets, ultra <laughs> processed. So we're yeah. not just talking bread, we're talking yeah. like refined, refined, refined. Yeah. So so that will have an impact on their immune system. But mm. I absolutely believe that vitamin D will have some place there. And I don't think Australia is that far behind. A lot mm. of us are spending a lot of time inside mm-hmm. just because of our, you know, and even and now with COVID. Yeah, Every, everyone's working online we're, we're and working, working online, away from home. Yeah. You know, and we are, we are in some places, I mean, it's a bit scary to go yes. outside. So, you know, so there's probably a variety of reasons. And it's come, we're coming into winter. Yes. And that's the other thing as well that we have to be mindful of. So, you know, get a bit of sun if it's your backyard or whatever, if you can, but... As I say, I, I I would probably say for most of us in the southern part of um, Australia needs a bit of vitamin D yeah. extra. What about probiotics? Do you f- so probiotics is a very interesting thing. Yeah. Um, the what I focus on more is prebiotics, yeah. the food for our own probiotics. Yeah. Probiotics, and I mean I've I've listened to a lot of people, um, a lot of well. Um, respected researchers and probiotics a lot of people just take them every day i really do treat them like antibiotics probiotics you cannot recolonize your own gut health you can't take a probiotic and they will create new gut bacteria they can assist your gut bacteria in specific scenarios so say for example i see somebody who's been to hospital they were really sick with an infection they were given quite a few or so they were given a course of antibiotics mm. and they may now have diarrhea yeah. afterwards etc we create that gut flora and yes stuff like that. Yeah. so when there's been a disruption or they've had a gastro mm. or they've just been sick or you know surgery there may be a variety of reasons i would use probiotics in that sort of so, setting so it's almost like diminishing returns if you're just using yes it. yeah that's every day so yeah. well you you probably not you you're probably wasting your money yeah, okay. if you're if you're fit and healthy and you eat a good mm. diet and you're giving your own gut bacteria lots of prebiotics, so lots of different fibers, resistant starches, you will probably not need a probiotic. Yeah. And the probiotic itself is not going to make that much difference. That's certainly what the research show. And I've certainly seen some people who get really quite cross when when we advertise just to say take a, a prebiotic, you know, take a yeah. probiotic. As I say, I've taken them at times, but it's not something I would use every day. Unless there's a good reason. And, and if somebody has a really poor diet, that may be a start. Whilst you're trying to reintroduce or getting them to start having a better diet, that mm. might be something that you assist. But it's certainly not made to be had every day. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. And then also there's a lot of stuff coming out. And obviously I'm very passionate about and you talked about off air. The relationship of gut health and mental health is oh, a lot yes. of correlation Huge. there. Sure. Exactly. So I often, and I cannot not mention um, the Deakin Institute. They've got a food mood institute at the Deakin University in Geelong. 
I don't know if you've heard of the Smiles trial. That's no. Profe- Professor Felice Jacker. That sounds interesting, yeah. She's, um, I've, I've heard her speak on a few occasions now. So Geelong, I mean, it's just around yeah. the corner. So they, I mean, they have an institute solely focused on food and mood. So it's amazing. So if you, if and people can look it up, they have got lots and lots of research papers. You can even participate in their trials if you're mm. eligible, which is, you know, I'm sort of keeping an eye on those. And That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yes. So the SMILES trials is, is probably the most well-known one, and it's where they basically looked at people's mental health mm. and improved their diet, f- not with any superfoods, basic supermarket. You know, they just gave them dietary advice to, to change the, or improve the quality of their what they would buy, mm. day to, you know things like even things like tinned fish instead yeah. of processed meat, you know, and small changes, but they showed a real um, a strong correlation between you know the quality of nutrition and their improvement in their mental health, yeah. depression and anxiety. So and, and so we know that because and the other thing is of course is serotonin. So the yeah. happy the happy uh, hormone, where does it get produced mm. mostly in the gut, the gut. Yeah. by the gut bacteria. Yeah. So again, we don't put good fuel in there. How do they exactly. do their job properly? Yeah. So it just makes complete 100%. sense. But we are still willing to have a deficient diet mm. and hoping that if we supplement and if we take a pill, mm. that it'll sort that out. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing that helps our brain, helps our heart, helps our joints, helps our mood, helps our everything. If you just do, mm. if you do a better diet... If you exercise a bit more or move a bit more, mm. it, it, it has lots of different and, benefits. And like you said, it's serotonin. You get so addicted to that. <laughs> like you get so addicted yes. to just feeling good and moving yes. well and yep. just knowing that I'm operating at optimal level as much as I can and knowing yep. that I can wake up next day and get up early for go for a run and feel yes. great and perform yes. well. Like that. And I had a chat about it. I've, I harp on it on this on probably every episode, no matter who's on it. <laughs> yes. But it is so addictive and almost life-changing and perspective-changing as well. You you know, you eat a good food, you get up, you build momentum and you carry that on to the next day and then yep. you know that I can bench 100 kilos and the next day I can bench 101. You know, just that, yes. that's, yep. that, that itself and sure. achieving those things is just so amazing for not only physical gains yep. but for mental gains as well. Yeah, and I, but, but what I see is that yeah. I think some people are so deficient mm. that, that that's, that to them is just an unimaginable yeah. result. You know, they just can't see themselves even getting to that so mm. because they've just been feeling they've just been feeling yeah. not great yeah exactly for yeah, so exactly. long that they think yeah. that is that is their normal mm. Mm. And, and so the, yeah. it's, and i it's, harp on it but like you don't yes. have to go out no, and do heaps right. that like yes. I, I don't drive that you have to go run a triathlon well, but like <laughs> just get <laughs> if you can move you can walk yes. like and then That's you can right. build like i was saying yeah. momentum that way because Absolutely. I, I believe you can you know other than yes. people who might have you know severe diseases or you know yeah. might be but there's always a way. There's always, always a way. way. I, I completely yeah. agree. And like, you have to meet people where they are, and I think exactly. And but when we look at things like Instagram or mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. it's it's the it's often it's it's just so, so far removed from what a lot of perceive as their normal. Yes. That they <sighs> just think it's unachievable. Yeah. But you know, I was a person it's a who dangerous thing. It, social it, media. You know, yeah. here I am. I'm almost forty-eight. You know, I. You know, 25 kilos heavier when I was 10 years ago. Mm. Yep. So, and I, if you ask any of my friends, I, you would, they would know that I would never run. Well, now I've now I'm now I'm a park run yeah. fan, and I, I've joined the running club in our, in Hamilton. I I like running. Yeah. I, I haven't done any, run, <laughs> you know, <laughs> big runs. I mean, t- I think 13 k's is my furthest. That's but great. for a non-runner, 
I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So it's that thing about never, you know, never say never because it is something, you know, and it's, and again, if you asked me two years ago and said, oh, by the way, Greta, you're going to run 10Ks, I would have laughed at you, you know. It's, <laughs> but it started small and then you build and you build, you know. 100%. And it's, it's meeting it's, people where they are. It's like, really, so it's starting yeah. where you are. And, and, and I think sometimes we want, and, and, and this is often what challenges, you know, like weight loss challenges. It's yes. such, such a big it sets such a big expectation and people fail at that and then they, they, they just beat themselves yeah. up. And, I've, and I've so been there. I've been there. And <laughs> yes, I know, that's I honestly, in the honest truth, yeah, I've been there. So I can see how easy that would be for people, just that merry-go-round. Yep. Yeah, it, yep. it's, it is deflating. Yes. Yeah. But we are living in a society where things are instant. Oh, 100%. You press a button. Social media. Yes. Like, yeah. If you don't download a song or whatever <laughs> in five seconds, you're like, come on, come on, and you're oh, tapping away and you're like... Yeah. So, but we expect the same with our bodies, you know, yes. and it's... And our minds even, mm. you know, we talked about mind before, but, you know, I, I've, I'm also exploring mindfulness and meditation. And again, people go, yep, tried that once, that didn't work. Yeah. And of course, that's not the point. Yes. It's not the point. It's about, this is a, a lifelong, you know, we are alive. So mm. we, whilst we're alive, it's a process that we're going to explore and, <laughs> and try different things out. Yeah. So what is it about us wanting these instant so what you know? So you instantly lose weight, and then what? You know, and then what? What's the next thing you want? You know? Yeah. So it's a it's a fascinating thing. All these protocols and these businesses yeah. that yeah. you know that have these quick these these quick fixes. There is no quick fix. There, there I don't is think so. I don't than, think so. It sometimes kickstarts something for it a person. Can, it can. I can. I can yes. totally be agree with that. But for long term, yeah. No, nah, there's there's nothing other than the hard work and then just a bit of you know. And Hopefully, sort of, a bit of fun along the way. Yeah, and a, a bit of fun. Totally, <laughs> sure. some hard work, some good nutrition, yeah. some fun along the way. And the yeah. big thing is obviously the the thing that doesn't get highlighted enough is a good support group. I think. Oh, absolutely. I think that does not get highlighted enough with anyone yep. who might go onto a quest to improve their health. Yes. You know, it, it, I can only imagine if you're around a family who doesn't eat great. And I see that a lot. I've been there because yeah, I've absolutely. been there as well. Yeah. You know, my mum's Filipino, and it's not the not the healthiest way of eating. You know, that, yep. but um, and that was tough, and yeah, it got, it got it got through that. And I can only imagine firsthand because I was lucky enough to have a group of mates who were quite fit and athletic yes. and played really well and good footy yeah. and stuff yep. like that. You know how hard it could be in in pen. You see it all the time. You would have seen it with generational obesity and overweight. Like sure. you go back and these. You know, you say as a GP, heart disease is prevalent yep. in their, uh, and hereditary in their family. Yes. I can only imagine how, and, and so important to have a good support network around you to, if you want to go down, exactly. improving your health and you, yeah, your yeah. mental health even as well. Because, and that's what I meant, said before about, and we can, ex, you know, to, to broaden or to, you know, um, talk about it a bit more when you're in your, when you're in the driver's seat of your health, yes. you get all these people around you. Yeah. And and I think it's about you searching. And if you don't find s- support from a doctor, then you find a exactly. different one if you can. But it's not just the doctor's responsibility. You also find maybe an exercise, mm. you know, like a PT or a, and a friend or somebody who's willing to exercise with you. And so you build these, yeah, these the support network around you. But you are driving it, exactly. and you're the you know you are doing the searching and the and the questioning. Yes, because we've got ourselves. All the time, mm. day and night. You know, you're in your own body. I mean, if it's just starting to pay attention and learning to get to know yourself a bit. Yes. Because, and like you said, yourself, you error. feel yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can feel. I mean, if we just allow ourselves to feel, I know when I've not mm. eaten as as well as I would like for yes. different reasons, and I go, oh gosh, I actually don't feel really well. Hmm. Oh, 
that makes sense. Yeah. And if oh. we just understand, you it's know, like I haven't slept in <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Honestly, you, yeah. you have a few beers and when you sure. wake up the next day, you're like, oh, mm. I don't want to feel this way. It's, yes. It's, I don't feel great. That's well, exactly obviously. Right. Yeah, like that's the same thing that you say with nutrition yeah. and stuff like that. I haven't slept enough. Yeah. I'm stressed or I'm worried about something mm. all the time. And just that impact, that roll-on effect on us physically as well. Yes. So that link between physical and mental or emotional mm. health is also very strong. Do we over-prescribe medication? Yeah. Do you think? Yes, yeah. I do prescribe medication. Yeah. I and I mean, again, do we over over prescribe? Do you think in in our oh do we oh we over prescribe for yes, sure? Sorry, yes. no, you know. And like what you say, we're oh, completely. And we, I could totally see us going down. Completely. I hope not down America's prescription problem ways, but are we? I think we're already there. Yeah, to be we honest. are. I yeah. think we are prescribed. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't prescribe opiates. Yes. And that's a, that's a big, and then of course there's always um, exceptions, but the reliance on medication, again, yeah. it's I think it's a little bit of that quick fix. And I see people I come out of term. hospitals, mm. and they have opiates on board for things that I would not have suggested. But because it's that quick, you know, that in and out. What mm. do we do? You know, we don't have time to spend talking about nutrition, etc. But mm. Um, or exercise or, you know, mental health issues. So we just give them a pill yeah. and it's an opiate because they're in pain. Yeah. You know, there's so much people can do for pain. And then the side effects that come from them. Sure, Like yes. when it's first Antidepressants. Hand, first hand, Antidepressants. Yeah, people are half yes. asleep. Like, sure, yep. It, it's not the way. It Antidepressants is. given for a person you've never met <laughs> after five minutes, <laughs> I think it's actually really... Um, I question that. Ethically, it's just not right. I, I do. I mean, I, I'm not judging anybody else's yeah. way of practicing. But, you know, I've seen vitamin D deficiency being corrected. And a person goes, you know what? I thought I needed an antidepressant, but I don't now. Mm. I feel better. You know, so I think it's looking at, at it broader. Improve people's diet mm. and they feel better. Mm. You know, um, tell you know advice about blood pressure you know to help lower blood pressure improve improve cardiovascular mm. fitness that it's just it's all is linked mm. and so the thing that improves blood pressure is the thing that improves mood is the things yes. that improves joints and and this is it lifestyle medicine just makes complete sense mm-hmm. in so many different ways and and i still scratch my head as to why we you know as a, as a society in general and and certainly as a medical profession as a whole resist it mm. i don't know if we feel like we're going to become obsolete i don't I think so say, yeah. you know the other day i had somebody with a really big thorn stuck deep into their finger well i i had to still dig it out yeah. you know <laughs> so breaking broken bones you know skin cancers you know different screening tests you know there's lots of things that we would still be util- I, I just think this this reliance on medications and maybe we think mm. that's why we you know and uh, that's why we are needed I, yeah. I just don't believe that's and that's the reason and that's the key word like that reliance it's like making it well or dependence I, I completely yeah. agree yeah. yeah dependence is a great work and completely agree on that there is a time and place for it but it shouldn't be sure. the first time and place it shouldn't no. be the first thing that you go to unless there's an unless there's an uh, urgent thing a, yeah unless, like, unless you've got a nail in your hand or something yes. yeah sure but but it you know, again, it's and it's this whole system issue yeah. because it's a quick and easy. You know, what do I do if I only yeah. have five minutes? Yeah. You know, and the easiest and and patients also has an ex- they have an expectation to be given something. Yeah, and you're not going to give me a pill, you know. Yeah, and really, I I mean, I have certainly been. You know, you're not going to give me a pill. No, actually, no, I'm not. But and and to not prescribe an antibiotic for a cold mm. takes me longer than 
to just give an antibiotic. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you've got a you know sore throat, runny nose. Yeah, just give me the antibiotic. Yeah. Well, we, we all know it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> but it is quicker than saying, no, this is the reason why I'm not going to prescribe an yeah. antibiotic, you know. So th- the system has created this, as I say, this um, revolving door type of medicine which has not been proven. Mm. And, you know, th- we've, we've learned medicine, the, the, the way we've learned it is for an acute system, you know, acute issues. Mm. But, of course, now chronic health issues yeah. are the majority of what we see. Yeah. It's the majority of our practice, both physical and mental, chronic health is what we see and acute medicine is not fixing it so we need to find other ways yeah and and i believe this marrying it with lifestyle medicine and using you know empowering people educating empowering people to you know is how how are we going to make that and put a value on your health like put put some sort of value on it than a five minute pill like put something you know put put it make it a commodity you know you want and we all talk about you don't want to be around for our grandchildren or great to a great grandchildren's mm. birth and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. Put that value on it. Sure. Like it in the, the why. Why you know? do we want... Yes. Yeah, because that's, of course, you know, it's not the what, but the why. Yes, exactly. But we, again, that takes sometimes time to explore mm. and figure out what that it is. Does. Yeah. You know? and, and for that reason, I think it can... Yeah, it's also... Yeah, so it's building a relationship with with a person and getting to know them. So there's a lot of that sort of coaching, mm. you know, which, yeah. and that's probably why the health coach industry is growing because that's really what people Massive, are after. Yeah. They want that support. Do you think we're leaning towards, I guess, your form of practice a bit more as a, as Australian society and demographic or? Well, I think, I think there are people in, you know, there are definitely um, more and more of it being asked, yeah, yes. So, okay. and and as a society, well, we're definitely growing as practitioners. Mm. Uh, you know, meeting more and more and um, like-minded people. Mm. And you see it also on on my use, um, Dr. Michael Mosley. You know, yeah, you see him. I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, yeah. So he so he has brought a lot of this sort of medicine into people's lounge rooms. You know, on telly. You know, fairly regularly. So it's not. Um, you know, so I think more and more these things are discussed. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I I do believe that there's more of a, there's more of an asking yeah. for it, and it is, I think as people we underestimate our power. Yes, 100%. as consumers, 100%. we we underestimate it. But sometimes we are a little bit, um, you know, we're there's a little bit of you know sort of happy go lucky, and mm. you know somebody else will sort out the problem. Yeah. But just this COVID time has shown us how quickly we can actually oh. mobilize, and change things. Exactly. You know, it's so. You know, I think we have, as I say, I do believe we have more power than we realize. Mm-hmm. And if we ask and demand for better health care and, and better food in our supermarkets, mm-hmm. less processed, it'll, it'll come. But yeah. whilst people are buying things that are ultra processed, the supermarket's mm-hmm. going to exactly. keep providing it. Yeah. And so, we are so like wonderfully lucky to have people, I guess, like you that practice this way in Australia and have a good mm-hmm. solid healthcare system so that we can do these things. Exactly. And we can yes. have the opportunity to go see people like you or any yeah. allied health specialist. Yes. You know, you don't have to look too far across the ocean yes. to see what's crumbling on da- down there. And I'm, I'm yes. grateful for someone that works in the healthcare industry to have that yeah. opportunity to have, you know, such a good healthcare yeah. system. We are, we are very fortunate yeah. in Australia. And, and, and of course, that's maybe a generalization and there are probably mm-hmm. some people who are, for a variety of reasons, really not in that situation and yeah. who are potentially struggling because of lots of, you know, me, you know mental health issues. Yeah. There may be some um, dependence 
on drugs or alcohol some they may be in a difficult situation mm. you know there may be some family you know some um you know violence etc so this you know it's easy to talk about food and things while some people may actually really be in fear of their life yeah day to day so you know I, i think it's it's dealing with the situation you know that comes through your door as much as you can but understanding that there is so much that you can do as a person i think just mm. sometimes people are also quite stuck yeah and yeah, feel trapped yeah. in in a situation and they can't see a way out mm, yeah they and know no different yeah that's right so and hard, that's yeah. just they well and i saw somebody the other day who who's quite young she's younger than me who sort of described herself as old And she said, "Oh well, yeah, my mum was the same oh, when she was old." I hear that so much. And I hear I, that so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a rule: you cannot use the word "old" until yeah. you've reached eighty, and then I might let you yeah. get away with it. <laughs> but until then, you're not old. So, yeah. and of course, it's a it's a mindset as well. So, in an attitude. Um, but yes, I, I I think we have to just understand that each person is where you know where they are, and our it's our own searching that will you know probably lead us to you know to exp- experience different yeah, things yeah. yeah and i'm on the you mentioned before that you, you like running i'm quite interested in people like you who are you know the top echelon i guess of health practitioners and stuff mm. like that what they do for physical activity because mm-hmm. obviously there's got to be the, the method to the madness somewhat <laughs> like sure. what do you yes. so what do you harp on the most for yourself because obviously you know it must mm-hmm. obviously work very yes. well <laughs> well i I do believe without the fe- so I do nutrition yeah is uh, to me is essential um and if people talk about wanting to lose weight or feel better I do believe the feel needs to be there yeah. otherwise demanding things like running yeah you need good feel yep. yeah so but a, a very good friend of mine gave me the best advice and she said until you make exercise a priority you will not do it and that's how what changed for me yeah. about 15 years ago I was not a natural exerciser. I'd always, when I was a little kid, I played a bit of tennis. Yeah. I did quite a little, a lot like of dancing. Leisure, leisurely stuff. Yes, kind of I, I did a bit of, I did ballet. I even danced on point shoes, which is hard to imagine <laughs> now. But So I did a bit of that. But And then when I went to uni, I mean, a lot of studying, sat on my butt mm. and, you know, went to the movies to relax. And so I just didn't do a lot, did a bit of gym work. But she introduced me to bushwalking and we're so lucky to have the Grampians. Yeah. And that just ignited this, you know, and it was at the same time when I started changing my lifestyle and lost a bit of weight and just became more aware that I actually can make a difference in my own health and well-being. So so it's sort of been a you know, natural thing that's gravitated more and more. So certainly the bushwalking happened. And then I also discovered yoga and I actually mm. really am quite passionate about yoga. Yeah. And again, it's fairly trendy. Um, is a you know uh, a lot of, but it's a, it's such a vast thing. The yoga I do is quite a physical yoga, because my 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 day to day work is quite passive. I sit yeah. again. I sit a lot. I sit probably too much, but so the, it's it was a way of actually getting on a mat, and because it's so physical, and I have to concentrate. It was quite it was quite mindful in a way. Yeah. And I could sort of stop my mind from thinking about other, other stuff. Other things, yeah. That's the thing with physical yes. activity. You're only thinking about getting through that exercise. <laughs> well, getting through exercise, holding your balance, yeah. holding a pose. So that's been great. And and what I've actually found, because then I discovered parkrun, mm. and I'm a complete nut. <laughs> I, you know, people don't, should not get me started about parkrun because, and it was a doctor who started it in England, and it's, it is the, you know, 
and it's I mean there's lots of things like it but it is a community driven event yeah. you know it's a volunteer each community that starts a park run it's run by the community it's a bit like now with COVID you see things happen in yeah. small communities and that's what park run is it's the it's run by the local community otherwise it doesn't happen yeah. and it's where people of all ages get together and they move in whatever way they can. And I've just seen connections being made. So you can see that whole, it helps people physically, emotionally. Yeah. And I've seen the support also when people in Park Run go through difficult things. Yeah. You know, we've had a fellow who lost his dog who, who put, you know, regularly participated in Park Run. Yeah. And the dog died. And, you know, but there was a whole community around him. So important. And, yeah. you know, people going through loss with, you know, losing their spouses, you know, people having cancer. There's lots of different things. And there's just that support mm. that happens. Uh, and, and of course, people all at the same time also move. Yeah. And so uh, it, I started joining Park Run as a way to meet people in Hamilton when I moved my practice mm. there. Yeah. And my whole family has now joined Park Run. <laughs> my parents who live in Hamilton. You drag them along. <laughs> I, I drag them along. They only walk, but they, they are committed. Yeah. My brother lives in London. He does Park Run occasionally. My sister in Sydney is an yeah. avid Park Runner. And my husband, who. You know, he has to come. He's a farmer. He often has to, you know, I have <laughs> to get him, out of, get him out of bed and, and he's become a park runner. Yeah. So it's just, and of course the word run in park run is, it's it's really a park movement yeah. thing. You don't have to run. Just get together. But it's, um, what I do find actually is the running and the yoga is a nice complementary thing because, yeah, totally. because running sort of contracts your muscles a bit <laughs> and then yoga lets you stretch them yeah. out. And there's a, so there's a, it's a, you know, but it's a great cardiovascular workout yeah. um, running. And where I am, we've got a lovely running club. Hamilton mm. Running Club is a great um, community orientated club. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've, I've, you know, you, again, if you told me three years ago I'd be in a running club, I would have just laughed. And especially <laughs> running has been booming at the moment, sure. I find, especially with COVID. Yep. And it's funny that those things that you mentioned, you know, you know, bushwalking, our nature, walking, running and yoga, mm. these are things that have been around for years. Yes. These it are, doesn't actually somewhat, cost too much and, like, and that's the thing I've yes. kind of, personally, I've drifted towards, in my, I guess, somewhat philosophy in, I'm looking at around now, you know, the things that seem to work are the things that have stuck, stood the test of time. Yes. Like, no fads about exactly. it. Exactly. Really. Yeah. So why don't we go back to them? Yes. You know, that's just mm. my way of thinking, sure. you, know, you know, like people talk about, um, you know, their best way, I, I quote unquote, you know, lose a bit of fat or stuff like that. Well, mm. this walking, our primal ancestors did it and sprinting, yes. like things that's like right. that. And they're always yes. lean. So, yes. and you know, I could go on for days about it, but yeah. You know, going back to like what you're saying, the things that you preach seem to be what the staples and the things that have stood the test yes. of time. <laughs> it almost sounds too simple to be yeah, true. Yeah, that's you what know, thing, and that's there must be some. That's what you know. That's what society's yes. yep. been molded as. Yes. You know, no, there's got to be a gimmick. No, yes. where's where's my twenty dollars a week? Yes, like, that's right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, know. exactly right. And well, of course, there's good evidence that exercising in nature yeah. has yeah. a double effect. Earthing, so it's that yeah. well, and I think of course there's an opportunity for vitamin D. I'll yes. just plug that again. But it's so being outside, being mm. in nature, you know, is, and I think in places like Japan, they really are made to yeah. go and do it, you know, because obviously there's there's um, lots of cities and confined spaces mm. in places like that. But we all know it. I mean, if you've been mm. out, just imagine going out walking on the beach or going and going for a hike in the yeah. bush. You just feel different. Yeah. So it's there's something about it, like you say, it's yeah. tribal almost. It's been there for a long time, yeah. and it also is overall very inexpensive yeah you don't need you know exactly. you just need your feet and maybe a good pair of shoes and i had um it's funny that i had 
or it's not out yet. I Dan Cooper, he's a he was special forces, and he went into science in in a nutshell about pretty much became a science got a degree and studied the threat response, and he said that most people who enjoy the outdoors who have this greater sense of I don't know threat response and stuff like that obviously feel better about themselves because you know it's that that outside perspective they can perceive everything going on yeah and like you said there's been lots of studies about that and people who get out in nature a lot yes. seem to obviously perceive things a lot more better and their threat threat and stress response is a lot lower yes. and it just fathoms on like one thing after yes. another you yes. start feeling good about yourself yes. and you're going outside and stuff like yeah. that yeah and the whole roll-on effect because we know also <laughs> when you're outside when you get fresh air when you move you sleep better yeah. you know so th- there's another thing you know yeah. so the whole link with mental health as well yeah so. do you um then speaking on sleep um do you kind of give sleep protocols so you say so should it be you know seven to nine hours or should and what are some things that we have to consider from your back your perspective about with sleep hygiene well i I certainly sleep comes up a lot yeah it's boomed a bit as well which is good good well and yeah so certainly the research about sleep is it's really increasing and i think probably The thing that a lot of people know about now is sleep apnea. Yeah. But of course, it's completely <coughs> lifestyle based, yeah. you know, because we are we are larger than we ever were. So, you know, so with the overweight and obesity has come and chronic disease like hypertension, yeah. etc. So there is this link with sleep apnea. Yeah. And so, so we are just more aware of sleep. The other thing, of course, is we are just much more... Our time and attention is diverted. Mm, yeah. So we, you know, with electricity <laughs> the, yeah, and screens, electronics, electronics which impacts our sleep so, so much. much. Yeah. So I don't often. When, of course, ideally seven to nine hours is about yeah. right, but I, some people just don't have that amount of yeah. time. But it's also about the quality. Mm, so if yeah, you can sleep six and, hours, but yeah. you sleep deep and you feel very refreshed when you wake up. Yeah. I would argue that's better than sleeping eight hours and you wake up but you've tossed and turned and woken mm. up several times and don't feel refreshed. Yeah. So the word sleep hygiene, I mean, we, we you know, it's a hygiene. <laughs> so it is really about how we have, we have to cultivate because sleep is not, I often say it's not an evolutionary mistake. No. They've now done research to show that flies sleep. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so it's something that has to happen. Yeah. But I also use the analogy of when you look at a screen, Yeah. And then go to sleep. It's like you've stared into the sun yeah. and try and not fall asleep. 100%. So imagine that, just staring into the sun and now you try and sleep. You know, your eyeballs are burning. So mm. it's sort of a little bit like that. But so, and that's what we often do. The last thing we do before we switch off the light. What do you do? Go to your phone. <laughs> so, so the tips I often give is try and switch your screen off. And there's certainly a lot of people who are saying the same. Try and switch your screen off a little while before you go to mm. bed and maybe just cultivate a practice that is sort of getting you set up to go to sleep. It's not the time to go, oh my God, I have to, what do I have to do tomorrow? And yeah. rush, 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 fall into bed. So a little bit of that is cultivating, getting just, so it may even be as simple as, okay, I'm getting ready for bed. So slow your movements down, slow your breathing mm. down. Some people find having a hot shower helps. Yeah. A dark room, you know, so make sure there are no light, you know, it could be an alarm clock or something like that. It needs you that yeah. it's try and have those lights. Consistency not too in the routine. Yeah. The routine is particularly important with waking up. Yeah. So even if you go so to bed later, try and yeah. wake up at the same time. Mm. So that's that's actually quite important. So sleeping in actually proves not to be that beneficial. Are you familiar with the daylight savings uh, studies where I think they did a lot of daylight savings, especially in, it was in Europe or something, where they found that 20, 25% cardiovascular disease 
increased. Ha- ha- yes. We- increased when we pushed the clock. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Forward. Yes. And then it went back to about 22 yes. when we pushed it back. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a great thing, and yeah. I, I certainly didn't grow up with daylight savings. Yeah. It's something that happened when I yeah. when I moved here. So yeah. it's and it's certainly something I find quite. Oh, and I find quite it challenging, yes. especially recently, t- two or three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, I'll, and I'll shift found, work is another one. Yeah, so I was going to shift work is really it's it's now I think the WHO has put that down as a health risk factor. Yeah, totally. You know, it's and and I certainly see a lot of shift workers who really struggle, and it's unfortunate. And of course, where is some of the most shift work in health? Yes. Or healthcare or illness care, really. But hospitals, etc. They and you see the nurses, they and the doctors that mm-hmm. we, you know, they suffer. And but it's interesting, isn't it, that that's where you know we have created this yes, totally. s- situation where where that is a dilemma. So. You know, there are lots of things that people can try. And again, so the thing we want to go up is melatonin. So melatonin is, and they've even done research in little kids to show if they look at screens, the melatonin production is reduced. Yeah. So our melatonin goes up and that makes us sleepy. So, and there's the different qualities of light, etc. But I think a big thing is what we're so busy nowadays that Mm -hmm. suddenly when we switch the light off, that's the time we think now I have to sort out. Yeah. Now I have to check in and see what are the worries that I have, yeah. and what and people often say I just worry. My mind is just so busy, yeah. and and that's you've been so used to it though. Like that's what's driven yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we we've just and we have trained ourselves. It's mm, an absolute. We, yeah. we can train ourselves in our minds into being busy, and it's that's not the time to say now I should think of nothing. Yes, because it's probably not going to succeed. Mm. So really, it's about easing you know your mind, and I often use the breath. The slowing of your breath yeah. just is, um, it's something that's physical. You're lying in bed, you have to breathe anyway. Mm. So why don't you just try and slow your breathing down? Yeah. And if your mind is active, try and focus on things that are more, I suppose you can say the word positive or things that are filling you with more, you know, mm. like with gratitude. Yeah, gratitude. But of course, that's not typically what we do because yeah, we've trained exactly. ourselves to, to worry. And when we start worrying, so particularly about the future, that makes us anxious exactly. because we trigger a stress response. Especially now. Yeah. Yes. We trigger a stress response. And guess what happens in a stress response? Oh, we have to fly. run away exactly. or fight. Quiet. So yeah. so do we have – is that an ideal situation yeah. to and fall asleep? bodily responses no. start happening. Yes, and adrenaline then, uh, yes. goes. Our heart rate goes up. This is not this is not setting up yourself yeah. for sleep. It's the opposite. So if we understand that, then you go, well, actually, what can I then do to turn that – that switch down. Yeah, so regulation protocols yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And and breathing is, the, I, I just love, I mean, people are now paying money to be taught how to and breathe. breathe. It's great. It's boom. Yeah. It's I've, I've been yes. familiar with, you know, the guy like Dan Cooper, I talked yes. to him about it and um, yeah. Brian McKenzie, he yes. does his power speed endurance. He's like a breathing specialist pretty mm. much. And yeah. they found studies at six is about the number, like the yes. seconds of in and out. And yes. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. And if it's even coming in physical activity and performance now. Absolutely. Where people are learning to breathe and athletes yes. Uh, you yes. know, learning to um, regulate oxygen and downregulate carbon dioxide a lot yes. more better. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. So it's but and this these is are that basic. primal argument yes. again. You know, this is we <laughs> go back to it. We have to breathe, otherwise <laughs> we won't live. Yeah. But but we've we've adapted and we've changed. You know, we've got into habits with things like yeah. breathing. Same as eating. Eating is primal, otherwise we won't yes, survive. Exactly. But but we've changed it and we've mucked it up. Yeah. And we've gone away from you know just the basics, as I say, yeah. really keeping it simple but of course our lives are often not simple, simple anymore enough, yeah and so we've complicated even those basic yeah. things and 
And, you know, that's really the advice is to see if we can slow down, you know, even if your life is busy, can you slow down? Can you just mm. stop for five minutes and eat a meal and yeah. actually just be with the meal and eat it? 100%. Can you slow down when you, when you go to bed? Can you actually think, now this is maybe five minutes where I can slow my breathing down? I think that's why the movement towards things like mindfulness, people mm. are looking, you know, for things th because they are just being so mindful, yeah. you know, double L, <sighs> that we are looking for things to be to slow yeah. us down a bit because... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And mindfulness doesn't have to be through meditation. It can no. be just a walk or it yep. can just be, Absolutely. you know, through actively thinking through your thoughts and sure. what's processing there. I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit of a nut that way. Like, yep. what am I saying right now and how's that going to be outputted to someone else? And what, exactly. You know, actively thinking about these thoughts thoughts that come in through your head and realizing that they're just thoughts and i often say that with act and stuff like that as sure. as a clinician you know you know these are just thoughts they're not your behaviors and they're all separate to one another you know yes. it's very important that that yes. message yeah absolutely yeah and uh, yeah i like that analogy a lot yeah. because it is yeah i just think we we constantly ahead you know yeah. <laughs> in our mind we yeah. constantly go 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 and yeah. And it's just sometimes we just need yeah. to, to slow things yeah, down a bit, 100%. I think, if we can. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Dr. Greta, it's getting a bit late. Yeah. I, I'll unfortunately have to cut a bit short. No, there, no, we, we can probably talk so, a long time. Yeah, it's 100%. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so, I really do believe that with more people like you around yeah. and in this mm. world that we can get back and slow down, yep. especially times like this and improve not only ourselves, but also, you know, if we can all take a, a bit and improve ourselves, generally this place will become a better place. And yep. I'm, I'm an optimistic person and I think yes. it, it can get somewhere. And I'm a, Absolutely. Thank you for all the work that you've yeah. done. But for everyone listening, how can they be in touch with you? How can they find you? Um, so I have a practice in Hamilton, mm. which is called the Holistic GP and that's holistic with yeah. a W. <laughs> so, um, and I have a Facebook page and an yeah. Instagram page. So there's the, the contact numbers are there. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but remember that you can be your own best doctor. That's mm. my message is it has, you know, get in the driver's seat and drive it and get the people around you that's going to support you about, and it, and remember it's a journey that keeps going. You 100%. don't have to have it fixed in a day. Yes. hundred percent. But thanks very much for the opportunity, Pat. Thank I've you. Had fun. Great. I had a great time. You great. have a safe drive home. Sports Thank you. Out for kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> Will do. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. How about that for an episode, guys? I hope you all really enjoyed that one. Quick shout out to my man, Michael Peters, the man behind the camera, and also big, big love to 3RPC for allowing us to utilize the studio space. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So big thank you. Please make sure you all follow at a chat with Pat on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast via Spotify and iTunes, and please don't be afraid to leave a review. We are open to all feedback to make this as good as possible for all our listeners. Stay safe and all my love, guys. You.